It doesn't take an engineer to understand geothermal is the best and least expensive way to heat and cool your home. It's like putting money in the bank. Learn more at ClemsonGeo.com. The undisputed sports talk leader for the upstate. Let's go down, you murder! We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. Welcome, it's Mike Vaughn inside the Upcountry Fiber Studios. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. My Listen, my rule that I think would change a lot in college football is, and I think it would change a lot in every sport, is as soon as you, you uh, engage with a replay, a clock is started, and you get 90 seconds to figure out if you can overturn the call. And if you can't overturn the call in 90 seconds, I don't care anymore. You're done. Those are the number of looks you get. Or if you don't like the uh, if you don't like the idea of you know um, if, if you don't like the idea of time limit, then you get a certain number of views. You get to look at five different views that counts multiple looks at the same view or whatever it is. Just give me a give me a number, and then you got it. Well, hey, after 90 seconds. We can't overturn it, so we're just going to stick with the call on the field because re- instant replay when it first was de- when it first was enacted in the NFL back in the late '90s, it was never supposed to be about getting down to the pixel. It was supposed to be about overturning obvious calls. We were not supposed to be going frame like one frame, two frame, one frame, two frame, one frame, two frame to figure out a play at first base for baseball. That's a good point. That was never supposed to be it. We're supposed to. It's supposed to be obvious. There's supposed to be like no way in the world you should have missed it. We're going to overturn those calls. I don't care if it grazed the long fingernail of the ball going out of bounds. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care. Give me 90 seconds, that's it. In most games, you're saving 10, 12, 15 minutes on review. Like a close game, you're going to save a ton of time on reviews doing that. I don't know why no one is bringing that up, honestly. Does it like does the the uh, the officials union have a stranglehold on the the decision making process? I don't get it. We're gonna shift gears a little bit here. We'll get back to that in a second. Shift gears to the hardwood. Our friend Brett Friedlander is gonna join us here in this segment. He got tied up earlier, so we'll get to him now. And we're gonna go to the. Uh, I know we got a couple people on hold as well. Six five four roars a number on the phones. We'll get to you uh, momentarily, but we got to get Brett in to talk a little ACC hoops before the final weekend of regular season play. Brett, what's going on, my man? I couldn't agree with you more. And not only that, but even with the replay, too many times they still get it wrong. That's, that's the crazy thing. So, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm 100% with you. I mean, we sit there for five minutes, and they uphold a call that he should have overturned, or they overturn a call without enough evidence. It's, it's, it's remarkably dumb how, that we continue to do this in a ridiculous manner. So, yes, I'm, I, I, get very, uh, I get very feisty on that. Um. Why don't we talk about the ridiculous array of scenarios that are are still on the table? I think I'm right in saying this, Brett, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think the only spots that are locked in with one game to play in the, in ACC men's basketball are 13, 14, and 15. I think that that's correct. correct. 
And that is that is absolutely correct. I mean, everything else is up for grabs. You got Pittsburgh who could either win the league or miss the double bye. The, I I don't yeah. I I know there's always a wide array of scenarios at this time. I don't remember it being this varied. The number of outcomes for it, it, teams like Pittsburgh and uh, even a, you know a team like Clemson, a team like Wake and Syracuse. I just don't remember most years being like this. Yeah, I don't either. And you know what's really silly and what really just burns me. And I had a little dust up with some folks on Twitter about this this morning. If this was the Big 12 or the Big 10, people would be gushing, or, or SEC football, by the way, people would be gushing about how balanced and how great this conference is. But, you know, you have parity. You've got, what, five teams with, um, actually, I believe you have five teams with 20 wins already, and or six teams with 20 wins, I think, but... Uh, uh, but but people want to talk about how garbage the ACC is because there's no elite team and the brand name teams aren't at the top of the list. So I, you know, it, it, it's a lot of fun, but it also kind of lends to you know a, a little bit of a aggravating situation. Um, let's talk about some of those big games coming up this weekend. Let's talk first about Pitt Miami. That, that very simple win and you're in. That that as the regular season championship, it's literally coming down to those two teams. I can't believe I'm saying that. Uh, but walk us through the matchup, though. I mean, six o'clock ACC Network. Duke North Carolina is actually the undercard in that time slot. What are yep. we supposed to make of Pitt Miami here? Well, here's the thing about Pitt and NC State is in the same boat. Okay, you look at their resume, you look at their record, and you say they're in. All right, they're they're twenty one and nine, I believe it is, um, fifteen and four, fourteen and five in the ACC. Now, up until maybe last year, that was a lock. But you know, you go into the NCAA, the ACC tournament on two straight losses, even though one of them would be against you know a, a ranked team, a team ranked higher than you. Okay, and then. What happens if you go to Greensboro and lose on Wednesday in that first game? Now, all of a sudden, you're in danger of becoming this year's Wake Forest and and missing out on the tournament. And I hate to say it because it should never happen, but you're in danger. And the one thing you don't want to do is put your fate in the hands of the committee. And if you're Pitt winning against Miami on the road here on Saturday basically takes the, the, the guesswork out of the equation. Losing to me is no, you know, there, there's no shame in that because you're you're playing a, a team that's ranked higher than you on their home floor, all right. But I mean, to me, if you're Pitt, this is a much more important game for you than than Miami, I, and and we're talking and we're talking about big picture as opposed to a, ACC tournament seeding. That's that's exactly right, and I'm I'm totally with you on that. Um, that it, it it feels weird that Pittsburgh could either win the league or or be uh, uh, kind of a, a, a seen as a bubble team. Um, and and by the way, NC State is in the exact same situation. You know, they have lost the last two, and the last one was on the road against a team that was uh, higher than them in the net. Um, but just don't go to Greensboro and lose to a you know to a. <laughs> To a, to a double-digit seed on Wednesday, because if you do, you're going to be hosting an NIT game. All right, before we get to Duke, North Carolina, because I do have questions on that, 
The Wake Forest-Syracuse game is fascinating to me. Syracuse looks as lifeless and dead and just like a total corpse defensively. They let Georgia Tech shoot about 25, make about 25 threes the other night. I'm, uh, I was out in Greensboro with some Syracuse folks at the ACC Women's Tournament, and they are just lamenting the state of the program. This feels like, I won't say critical because Jim Beheim, you know, he, he said a few weeks ago that he could just walk in his 80s office and tell him if he's coming back or not. But they need to at least provide some resistance to Wake tomorrow. I mean, they can't give up 90 and then expect there not to be changes. Especially in Wake Forest without Damari Monsanto. Yes. Because if you watch their Boston College game, now this is no knock on Boston College because, and here's another thing about the, the parity and the depth of the ACC that doesn't, you know, that, 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 that they don't get credit for outside of the ACC. Boston College is a pretty good team. Right, they're with nine and ten in the ACC, and they're oh by the way, fifteen and fifteen overall, which is you know it's not terrible. Uh, they're not one of those bottom three, but um, but but one of the reasons why they lost that game is because they just don't have the offensive firepower they used to with with Monsanto and his three point shooting in there. So uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, Syracuse can't afford to give up that you know that that kind of number, especially against a a depleted Wake Forest team. Um, I still think Wake Forest is going to win the game, and, and I still think that Syracuse is in a bad way. And, you know, it's going to be fascinating to see how this plays out at the end of the season because if you're Syracuse, look, Jim Beheim has been great. He's won a national championship. He's, 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 he's been an institution there. But at a certain point, it, it's time to move on. And I thought it was time to move on at the end of last year when his two sons graduated. Um, but I, they, they've got some hard decisions to make because that program is just, it's past the point of stagnation now. It, it's just kind of deteriorating. I, I don't disagree. Visiting with Brett Freelander here on the program. Check him out at BFreedACC on Twitter. Check out his great work at SaturdayRoad.com. I was interested, I clicked on your uh, your story this morning about predicting the ACC Player of the Year. I was interested uh, to see your thoughts because I, I, I had the same conversation with somebody earlier this week about the benefits of Baycott versus Appleby, and especially the fact that no players on a team with a double bye are in that list. Uh, you've got teams that are squarely on the bubble. Maybe two teams that don't even make the NCAA tournament could get the most outstanding player in the ACC. This, I, I, we've, we've seen like decidedly average teams give us the player of the year before, this feels yep. a little different, though, because the best teams just don't have viable candidates here. It, it's crazy, isn't it? Now, if it was most valuable player, you know, then we can talk about the Reese Beekmans or the uh, uh, the, the Blake Hinsons or the uh, or the Kyle Filipowskis or Jeremy Roaches. Uh, but it, it's most outstanding players. It's it's player of the year. And here's the thing, I. I Kyrie Appleby's numbers are almost identical to Alonis Williams' last year. Uh, and, and it's just it's just hard to, if you're going to give it to Alondis Williams without a candidate from one of those top four teams, how do you not give it to Tyree Appleby? And I, I say the only way that you do that is if you go the route of Career Achievement Award and Armando Baycott was really close last year. He's put up the similar numbers again this year, um, and they're good enough, and it's just his time. So 
those are, that's the only argument. But I, I, and I was looking for any kind of reason to not pick Tyree Appleby. But just look at I mean, just look at the the the, the, the statistics of, and just compare him and and, and Alondis Williams and the fact that um, barring something absolutely outstanding over the next couple of you know games. He's going to be the first guy in ACC history to lead the league in scoring and assists in the same season. And, and again, how do you not give it to him? I, you know what? I think that's 100% right. I, I'm, I'm tracking with you fully there, and I was hoping that you uh, would come to that conclusion when I clicked on the story. Um, all right, let's talk Duke and North Carolina. Somebody asked me about this this week. I said I think Duke wins at North Carolina because they just are better and they just match up well with North Carolina. And the only reason North Carolina could beat Duke is if they make about 12 threes. Am I right or wrong about that, regardless of venue, Brett? I think you're right. And the fact that they've made about 12 threes or 14 threes in each of the last two games leads me to believe that the law of averages says they're not going to do it this time. But here's the, here's the X factor. The X factor is urgency. And this is a veteran team that is, this is it. This is the last hurrah, although yesterday uh, Armando Baycott uh, uh, hinted that he might be thinking about coming back for a fifth year. Uh, that, to me, says that he can make more in NIL money than he's going to make in the G League or overseas. Uh, but uh, but, but um, I, I, if they have flipped the switch and can find something there that they can will themselves to, to a win because they know that they need it, um, then that's you know that that's something. But Duke, you're right, is a better team. Duke is still a team that has not reached its ceiling. It's still a team that's on the on the on the rise, and I just think that they're trending in an incredibly good direction. I would like I would venture to say that it, going to Greensboro next week, that's the team. I think even though they'll have to play four games, most likely. Um, that's the team I picked to win, and I think that's the team that has the potential to go the deepest in the NCAA tournament out of, out of all the ACC teams. All right, and then finally, Brett, uh, give us a thought on Clemson-Notre Dame. I've talked to more than one Clemson fan who's now nervous because of the Pitt-Notre Dame result from earlier in the week. You know, it was Mike Bray's last home game, uh-huh. and there was a lot of emotion involved, and, and I think Pittsburgh may have kind of walked in there thinking that, you know, this was their victory tour. We're going to clinch at least a, a share of the ACC regular season championship. There were a lot of factors at play that are not going to be at play uh, with, uh, with, with this game. It's a game Clemson absolutely cannot afford to lose. Uh, I, I still think Clemson's got work to do in Greensboro, and I think it might be get to the final which is just preposterous when you think about their resume. But, um, but even, even if they just need to go win one game, um, uh, it, it's a game Clemson can absolutely not afford to lose, and I think Clemson's going to bring it to a game because of that, and I think they'll be fine. If this was being played in South Bend, you know, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll talk. But the way they've played at home recently, the urgency, urgency that they've shown, um, especially against teams that they should beat, I, I think leads me to believe Clemson's going to be okay tomorrow. You know what? I agree with you 100%. Um, I, think, uh, I think it was the last hurrah for Mike Bray, and uh, he went out in a blaze of glory at home, and then uh, they're not going to have uh, nearly enough in the tank to go on the road and beat Clemson. Although, 
Brett, I gotta I gotta be honest. I'm concerned about the fact that like their last seven games before that, they lost by eight or fewer. Like they're playing really close games, so it's not like I'm you not know, sure Clemson's gonna beat them by twenty. But that's the crazy thing about Notre Dame, and I don't understand how they're so their record is so bad. They've got six fifth year players, right? Yes. Nate Nate Lashewski is is a you know formerly an All ACC player, right? Dane Goodwin and Corwin. Um, uh, what uh, whatever I can't remember his last name, uh, but uh, but they're all players that have done it before, and and it's just and and Starling the freshman is is one of the best freshmen in the league, and yet there they are at at, at three and sixteen in the league, you know eleven and nineteen overall. I, I don't get it. Doesn't make any sense to me either. Uh, Cormac Ryan, by the way. Cormac Ryan, that's it. Yeah. He, would, he would have been a Thank great you. magician around the turn of the 20th century, I think. Cormac Ryan just sounds like a guy who would stand on the street and tell your future or something uh, like the that. The amazing Cormac. Yes. Uh, Brett, thanks, my man. Follow him on Twitter at BeFreedACC through a busy weekend of ACC Athletics and read his great work at SaturdayRoad.com. You will not regret that for a second. Thanks, my friend. Enjoy a nice long weekend. We'll talk again soon. All right, will we see you in, in uh, Greensboro? Uh, negative. Somebody's got to stay home while uh, everybody else goes to schmooze in Greensboro. So, unfortunately, I got All my right. fun in Greensboro this week, but I'll be home next week. All right, well, I'll find time on Friday to get away from the fun and talk to you. Outstanding. Can't wait. Thanks, Brett. All right, no, no problem. All right, that is Brett Freelander joining us. We're going to go to uh, Noah on the phones when we come back. 654-ROARS, the number you want to get in. A couple of segments still to do that. We've got some more college football. I- I'm not even going to call these this news. We've got rumor mill stuff in college football. Some moving and shaking going on here in early March. Stay with us. Hour 3 continues after this. Get ready to slam dunk those dirty carpets with zero-res carpet and air duct cleaning. As the madness of March approaches, it's time to get your home in order. Zero Res uses no harsh chemicals, leaving your carpets safe for your family and your pets. Whether you're hosting a watch party or just need a refresh, the cleaning pros at Zero Res have you covered. Right now, mention my name, Mickey Plowler, at The Roar, and you'll get three rooms of carpet clean for only $119. Book online at ZeroResGreenville.com. The Pendleton Tire Company wants you to have a tire as strong as you are. The Michelin Defender LTX is ready for the tough jobs and the long hauls. It holds up to tough conditions and will keep you rolling strong with confidence. Give Zach or Joey a call at 864-646-3694. Michelin Tires and the Pendleton Tire Company. A winning combination since 1973. PendletonTire.com. Mattress shopping? Look no further than Engineered Sleep. Visit their showroom in Greenville and try the ES Duo. This two-piece hybrid mattress is their most popular seller. If it's in stock, pick it up the same day or schedule a delivery. Setup is free. Plus, they take away your old mattress. Manufactured mattresses in Greenville for 90 years. Call 866-244-0898 or go to engineeredsleep.com. Save up to $600 and get two free pillows with code WCCP. Better sleep. Rest assured. I'm Eddie Bennett. Bennett Equipment has helped build the upstate for the last 23 years by renting and selling construction equipment. And when it comes to compact equipment, the best in the industry is Takeuchi. The lineup of track skid steer loaders, excavators, wheel loaders, and hundreds of attachments make the choice easy. So come and see why so many choose to buy it or rent it from Bennett and experience the Takeuchi difference. In the upstate, 
Western North Carolina and North Georgia. What if there was a paint that made you look at paint differently? One that completely rewrote paint's genetic code so it can strengthen any color. What if it's built with better ingredients? Even given superpowers. Since Benjamin Moore reinvented the way paint is made, it makes you wonder, is it still paint? Benjamin Moore, paint like no other. The Carter Color Company, 1067 Tiger Boulevard, Clemson. Your independent local Benjamin Moore paint retailer. Hey, Anderson, if you're looking for a great place to work, Glen Raven is hiring. The maker of high-quality, world-famous Sunbrella products is looking for process operators, process technicians, quality inspectors, and material handlers. Now, they're seeking experienced pros, and they're also willing to train candidates who are new to manufacturing. So check out all the opportunities. Glen Raven offers a very competitive hourly rate, plus you'll get a $1,500 sign-on bonus. That's right, you'll get a $1,500 sign-on bonus. So apply today. You'll also enjoy generous benefits, including paid vacation and holidays, 401k matching, a pension program, free on-site medical care, a 24-7 fitness center, and more. It's an established company with an exciting future, so don't wait. Apply now at join.sunbrella.com. You don't want to miss this opportunity. Apply today at join.sunbrella.com. I don't know about you, but freshening up my house for spring is one of my favorite times of the year. That's why I'm so glad I made a stop at Kohl's, where I was able to save 25% off must-haves from Sonoma Goods for Life, like new decor for my living room and the softest sheets for my bedroom. Plus, I earn Kohl's cash. So if you want to spend less on your spring home refresh, you know where to go. Select styles. Offer ends March 12th. See store or kohls.com for details. Powered by Upcountry Fiber. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Providing fiber internet, HDTV, and phone service, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. The Upstate Sports Authority. <laughs> this is incredible. We are 105.5 and 97.5. Give him a lot of credit. He got that left arm underneath the ball. Where every day is game day. We are The Roar. is the number if you'd like to join us in our final couple of segments here on a Friday inside the Upcountry Fiber Studios. Let's go to Noah and Greenville who patiently waited for a while to join us here on the show. What's up, Noah? Cool. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for getting in. Yeah, man. So uh, I was uh, telling Mike that I'm actually uh, getting a little early start, but I'm on my way to Duck Kingsmore right now for the uh, for the new 730 first pitch. Um it's funny because I'm a I'm a diehard Kentucky fan. I will be till the rest of my life. You know, football, basketball, baseball. You know, tennis doesn't matter. Big Kentucky guy, but lived in South Carolina. You know, all my life. So, you know, close to South Carolina, I can remember when I was it 2010 when they played in like the the Omaha for yes. like it was like I can't remember if it was was it 2010. It yeah. was 2010. And I can remember like it was like the whole state was divided there. This will be my first any sort of like any sport, whether it's, you know whatever sport. This will be my first Carolina Clemson game on any level, and I'm honestly really excited because you know I've always heard the rumors of it being kind of a heated robbery in baseball, but I've never really seen it, so it'll be kind of interesting. Um, but I really hope this weather holds off because it's 
it looks like it's going to be a pretty good night if the weather holds off. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it might be a little windy, um, but yeah. yeah, I mean it 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 should be a it should be a fun night for baseball. And as I said, you're looking at a nine and zero team and a four and four team, and Clemson's coming in and a four game yep. losing streak. And I'm not telling you the Clemson fans should show up to the ballpark thinking that they are better and they should win every game against South Carolina. But what I'm telling you is the level of competition is not even close. The best win either team has so far is Clemson over Charlotte. And the gap between the two teams in terms of what they're putting on paper when you control for Clemson's outburst and stolen bases against an overmatched opponent, South Carolina's power outburst against an overmatched opponent, it is not that large. The biggest gap is on the mound. But offensively, these are two teams that yeah. are, in my opinion, should expect to put similar outputs together, should expect to have similar quality of bats. I think South Carolina is yeah. going to strike out more than Clemson. And I think Clemson is going to barrel up fastballs. They've seen a lot of soft yeah. toss, you know, little mamby-pamby, 87-mile-an-hour fastball guys. They're not yeah. seeing any of that this yeah. weekend. And, yeah, and what's, you know, one of the things I've said this before – I think I actually said this on Walt's show a couple weeks ago. One of the beautiful parts and one of the big reasons that I'm such like a, a college basketball and baseball fan, you know, it, I, and I someone said this earlier while I was listening, you know, Clemson started out like, what, was it 14-0 last year? Didn't even make the NCAA. And then Ole Miss, I, I, for a while there, I remember Ole Miss was like, they'd be lucky to get, you know, to even, you know, get a shot at the SEC tournament, and then they go win the whole thing. That's the that, To me, that is the beautiful part about this college basketball, college baseball. There are so many games. There are so many crazy things that have happened. That I mean, it's, any, it's anybody's game, you know, especially this time of year. Like, I, just, I don't know why people are, you know, so like, you know, it's like the one guy earlier that you were talking about. You know, well, I don't know much about South Carolina, but I know for a fact Clemson sucks. It's like, Man, it's March. Like, you know, it's 10 games in this season. That ain't nothing for a baseball team. That's like saying the Cincinnati Reds are going to win the World Series if they start, you know, 10 and 0. Everybody knows the Reds aren't going to win the World Series. Hey, I'm now. Fan, I'm saying that. Hey, now. Come on, Quaffy, man. We, I've been, we've been doing this all of our lives. We know how this goes, man. Come on. You know, because I'm, I'm telling you, I was there when I think it was King Griffey Jr. He was, I think he was either 500 or 400. One of those milestones with the home runs. I was there tonight that he was, like, too short, and then he got it in uh, Seattle. And I was like, I knew then that Cincinnati, you know, we were, you know, we're not, it's not the 90s anymore. But I love your show, Quaff. Thanks for getting me in, y'all. Y'all have a good night. Thanks very much, No, I appreciate the phone call. This is, uh, this is official trolling from uh, Mike Vaughn. I just want to state for the record, this is official trolling. And uh, I also want to say to Braves fans, I keep hearing this every day on the press box, oh, we're not going to talk about spring training. You shouldn't talk about spring training. You know what you should. You know what you should care about spring training. Sure, sh- as sure as the world. This is what you should. This is what you should care about. Any injuries you should care about. That that's that's what you care about. And is Von Grissom going to be playing shortstop, or is it going to be Garcia? That's the only thing you should care about in spring training. Nothing else matters one iota from spring. Not from a fan standpoint. Not from a talent analysis standpoint. Not from a future projection standpoint. Doesn't matter. The only other thing you should care about is wishing that you were down in Florida watching baseball all day long. Oh, yes. Now that would be great. That's the life right there. Or Arizona. A lot of uh, a lot of Arizona oh, now, yeah, too. Oh, yeah, true, true. Uh, let's go to Bill in Fairplay who's up with us next. What's up, Bill? Hey, guys. How you doing? Listen, I'm listening to you talk about this uh, replay nonsense is all I can call it. And I'll, I love your suggestion about 90 seconds, 
but I'd rather see 60 seconds. That'd be fine with me. Look, as long as we have, we, we have to go back. Golly, this will preach about society and culture. We 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 say we uh, we say what something is, and then over time it just morphs into something that it was never intended to be, and we just accept it. Instant replay yep. was never supposed to be eighty thousand people, seventy thousand people in a football stadium staring at a guy, looking through a curtain, listening to a guy in a booth over there watch a thing for twelve minutes and try to figure out if the the one pixel and then the other pixel, if there's one little blade of grass between a guy's cleat and the sideline. That is never what it was supposed at, to be. Right, and at the same time, you got eighty thousand people, even in Clemson or wherever staring at a giant TV screen watching the play over and over and over who have who see just about as much as everybody else. And now I, I'm a big fan of the girls' softball. I've been to several games. There hasn't been one go by without a slide at third and a potential, oh, we got to look at that again. we got to look at that again. It's, it's just uh, it's getting, it's getting nonsense. That's all I call it is nonsense. But I like a 60-second rule. On another note, can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. Okay, in your contacts with Brad Owens and, and any of the guys on baseball, I'm, I cannot find any information anywhere about summer baseball camps at Clemson. And I have a bunch of kids in Florida that want to attend, and they're trying to plan their summer. Is there any way I can find out about that? Uh, that is a great question. In fact, I'm just going to I want to see if there's anything right now. I, I'm pretty sure they had one. Let me see. Did they have one this summer? Um, I'm looking, there is a, I don't think that's it. You know what? I'm going to check on that for you. I don't see anything right off about schedule. I'm sure they're going to do one. Um, and I'm sure it'll probably be a a website like ericbackagecamp.com or something like that. Um, but I I will, uh, I will check on that and I'll see if I can put something out there. If there's some information, I'll, I'll do that. That would be fantastic. You, you know, you can tweet it or do whatever. So, because uh, I got, some, I got a, a, a lifelong friend who sends his grandsons to the Clemson camp, and he just bought a house up here in South Carolina so he can come up from Jacksonville and spend the time with them while they're at the camp, and they love it. But he's got to figure out what's going on for the summer, and it's it's already you know we're at second week of March already, or that, first week of March. <laughs> hey, I hear you, Bill. I hear you. Okay. Hey. Beautiful. I appreciate the phone call. Thanks very much. Thank you. Absolutely. Bye-bye. You know what? I like his – why, why stop at 90? Give 60 seconds. Sounds good to if me. If it's not obvious, let's do something else. All right, here's my question on the replay, Qualk. Okay. So if we're going to require or we're going to rely on the officials on the field when we don't have somebody in the booth making the official judgment – are these referees graded on how many calls get overturned, and will that affect the call on the field, whether it stands or not? Huh. Now, I now let me let me say this. Let me say this. I do think there is an inherent there is inherent value in in league offices in confirming correct calls. That's why I say I'm stunned that they haven't put this review, uh, like a review clock in, because it would lead to more calls standing. To your point, it would lead to 
at least the assumption that the officials are doing a better job. I don't know why we don't have it for that reason. You know, and that's not why I want it, but that's why you could get the you could get the leagues on board. Because they are graded on, well, you missed that one, and we know because we went to the review and we saw, you know, and and it kind of depends on how obvious it was that you missed, right? Right. It depends I, I don't think all missed calls are created equal, especially because we can spend an indefinite amount of time parsing through every single pixel of every single angle, every single frame. We don't need to do that. We just don't. So I think if you're like, if you're going right down to the edge, you're, you're probably not getting dinged by that. Does that answer your question? Yeah, that makes sense. That makes okay. sense. Okay. Are you still, you're are you're on board with the changes to the re, the replay system, right? I, I don't think there's anything major there. Okay. okay. My major concern is that we, we have balance between the commercials and the time we're cutting out of the game, so... Now, you, you know, you and I, you're probably about to jump to something else, but you and I experienced, well, we experienced one of them. Uh, some, when we think about referees reviewing and talking things over, uh, the Pendleton High School game that I got to sit in with you this past fall, oh, we man. had the 20 to 25-minute delay over the, the uh, blown call. And then you think about, when you think about repl- replay, you think about what happened at Furman this past season. I think they were playing at Sanford, and they had the review – then they go back and meet with the opposing coach. Then they overturn the review that they had overturned. It, it was it was madness, and I think maybe some of those officials are no longer with us. Yeah, well, well, they're not dead, but they're well, no well, longer with the Southern I'm Conference. I'm sorry, that's. <laughs> yes, they're no longer employed by the league. Let me put it that way. <laughs> sorry, I apologize to all the officials' families oh, that man. just. Yeah, oh. Okay. Oh man, that's that's funny. That was that's a great Freudian slip right there. I'm sure a lot of Furman fans would have liked to have uh, put the officials into a different state, if you know what I mean. After that, so oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Um, all right, uh, there's some other college football news here, and I want to read some of this, and then we'll talk about it on the other side, and then uh, I want to give a couple final thoughts on Clemson and Notre Dame. By the way. Uh, 7.30 start time for Clemson baseball. I want to make sure we're saying that. Clemson softball not playing today. Doubleheader tomorrow, 1-3. and three. The, the Friday game is a 3 o'clock game. So if you've got tickets for Friday's game, go at 3. Um, if you got Wait. tickets for Saturday's game, go at 1. Friday is today. Friday is today, yes. So you said, oh, I see if you got tickets saying. for Yeah, if you got tickets for Friday's game, today's game, you can use that at 3 o'clock tomorrow. Oh, I got you. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's where that comes from. All right, um, and then uh, baseball, 7 o'clock pregame, 7.30 first pitch for the Tigers and the Gamecocks tonight. Don Munson, Bob Mahoney, going to have that for you. This is from CBS. This is Dennis Dodd. I know The Athletic has reported this as well. The Big 12 recently renewed contact with four Pac-12 schools, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah, as television contract negotiations for the Pac-12 continue to flounder. Sources confirmed to CBS Sports. Dennis Dodd, this is uh, Shihan Jayaraja. I think is how you say that. That's prob- Actually, that's probably wrong. That's the best guess I got. Uh, March will be a pivotal time for the Pac-12 to either deliver a new contract or risk losing key members of its league. We can think about this in the context of ACC matriculation and what's going to happen with uh, the grant rights and all that stuff that we've talked about a couple other times this week. After previously speaking as realignment kicked into gear but going radio silent for an extended period of time, Sources say all four schools have more recently had contact with the Big 12. Sources tell Dodd. The interest of the four corner schools leaving for the Big 12 has picked up in recent weeks as Pac-12 media rights negotiations have stalled. 
moving into a ninth month. Interest in the Pac-12 media rights are underwhelming, and the league remains the only Power 5 conference without a long-term television contract. Most major networks have pulled out, leaving ESPN as the only major linear provider still involved in bidding. Amazon and Apple TV Plus have long been considered potential streaming partners, but their level of interest and willingness to spend for a large pack of games is unclear. The Big Ten and SEC agreed a massive contract securing their rights in the 2030s. ACC is locked into ESPN through 2036. And then it says this, while the Pac-12 entered the market first, the Big 12 got its right holders, ESPN and Fox, to negotiate a new deal early, allowing the Big 12 to jump the Pac-12 and come to an agreement that solidifies their media rights through 2031. Suddenly, the Pac-12 is faced with networks and potential streaming partners that have already outlaid significant capital acquiring sports rights and may not have the appetite for a reduced league without USC and UCLA. That's coupled with other comments by uh, Brett Yormark, the new uh, Big 12 commissioner, who said that he wouldn't mind pursuing some expansion west and going into the Pacific time zone. Maybe there's a little bit of a beef between he and uh, George Klyavkov, the Pac-12 commissioner. And uh, they've kind of been lobbing grenades at each other through the media. So this is an interesting development. When we come back, I want to say what I think it means. And what I think it may portend down the road. 654-ROAR is the number. Final segment of the program is after this. Craft Stove Store and Patio is here to help your home stay warm and cozy until spring with over 20 burning displays of vented and vent-free gas logs. Vent-free logs will heat for just pennies an hour and even keep you warm and cozy in the event of a power failure. Craft Stove Store and Patio even features the radiant heating vented gas logs that have a real fire look and radiant heat. Visit Craft Stove Store and Patio located on 3002 Wade Hampton Boulevard, Taylor's. Craft Stove Store and Patio. Get ready to slam dunk those dirty carpets with zero res carpet and air duct cleaning. As the madness of March approaches, it's time to get your home in order. Zero res uses no harsh chemicals, leaving your carpets safe for your family and your pets. Whether you're hosting a watch party or just need a refresh, the cleaning pros at Zero Res have you covered. Right now, mention my name, Mickey Plowler, at The Roar, and you'll get three rooms of carpet clean for only $119. Book online at ZeroResGreenville.com. Are you searching for a newer vehicle or maybe just want to drive something different? AutoWorks has what you're looking for and two locations to serve. With just $500 down, you could be driving home in your newer vehicle. We have many financing options, including in-house financing. Visit us in Greer at 816 West Whittington Boulevard or in Spartanburg at 385 East Blackstock Road. Call or text 864-655-7555 or view all of our inventory at autoworkssc.com. That's autoworkssc.com. Wakefield Automotive has built a reputation of trust with its loyal customers for decades. Their family-owned business loves helping the upstate save. Now they have the Wakefield Family Promise. Even with new vehicle shortages, you will never pay over MSRP for your new Buick or GMC. Get the best price on your new Sierra, Yukon Envision, or Encore GX, and the excellent service you expect from them. So don't pay a big markup. Experience the Wakefield Automotive Family Promise and save. Visit us today at 300 West St. John Street in Spartanburg or at wakefieldauto.com. 
Hey friends, Don Munson here for Buff City Soap with the Hartwell Village Shopping Center in Clemson and the shops at Green Ridge in Greenville. Yes, Buff City Soap has delightfully scented plant-based soaps that are handmade daily, but they also have laundry soap, foaming hand soaps, shaving soaps, facial bar, beard care products, and all of the accessories to make your skin happy. Shop for yourself, shop for friends, family, or co-workers. Buff City has a soap for everyone and any occasion. Be sure to like on Facebook for updates and specials at Buff City Soap Greenville and Buff City Soap Clemson. Gillstrap Roofing has an experienced team that specializes in shingle, metal, and flat roofs for residential, commercial, and industrial customers. Their dedication to complete customer satisfaction is why a large portion of their business comes from repeat customers and referrals. If you need a full-service roofing contractor that has over 80 years of experience and takes pride in top customer satisfaction, Gillstrap Roofing has got you covered. Call for your free roofing estimate today at 269-1232 and online at gillstraproofing.com. What do you mean he went searching for fresher powder? We have full classes today. Instructor down at Vesper Ski School. Toward each other to snowplow, honey, not away. She needs more ski instructors to slalom through the day-to-day. Pizza? Fries? Whoa, Braley, no! Pizza, pizza! Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. This Saturday, the Clemson Tigers are inside Little John Coliseum for the last time this year as they host Notre Dame on Senior Day. With this being the last game at home, the Tigers look to end the season and send the seniors out with a win. Broadcast begins at 7.30. Catch it all right here on the Clemson Athletic Network. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. Mr. Knickerbocker isn't just a store, it's a lifestyle. Shop 100% collegiate licensed tailgating items, gifts, decals, apparel, pet products, hats, and more for all Clemson sports all year long. With four locations to serve you, shop Clemson on College Avenue or the Lifestyle Store, Seneca at Hartwell Village, Greenville on Woodruff Road, or online at mrknickerbocker.com. Like and follow on social media for new product launches and more. Mr. Knickerbocker, a Clemson tradition store since 1973. Poor indoor air quality can significantly decrease your quality of life by experiencing sinus infections, allergies, respiratory issues, and headaches. An easy-to-install device called UV Photomax uses purifying blue light to zap bacteria, mold, viruses before they enter your home's air vents. Purify the air your family breathes and help protect them from mold, bacteria, and viruses with the UV Photomax from Estes Heating and Air. Serving Oconee, Pickens, Greenville, and surrounding areas. Visit EstesHeatingAir.com today for more information. Tuning in from the car? Stay connected to the Roar after you run your errands using our app or website. Download the Roar app on your phone by searching WCCPFM The Roar in the App Store. Or tune in on our website, theroarfm.com slash listen. Sing my Sarah. segment of the show on a Friday. Glad to have you with us. Should be a fun weekend. Of course, on the hardwood, you've got lots of great basketball. In fact, I'm going to give you just some brief rundowns of some games I'm watching this weekend. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, By the way, uh, if you're still keeping track of the ACC Women's Basketball Tournament, I am because I was there. uh, NC State, the number nine seed, uh, trailing, or excuse me, 
Uh, NC State number eight seed, trailing number one Notre Dame 25-22 at the half. Been a tough week for point guard injuries, by the way. You've got on the women's side, Olivia Miles from Notre Dame. Uh, there are there are lots of really good point guards in the ACC. Olivia Miles is the best. I voted her uh, player of the year. Um, she's very good, and it looked like she may have torn her ACL. They're not saying that. They're just saying she's out today, but it looks like she ain't going to play for a while. Um, and then Zakai Ziegler. I don't know if you saw this. Zakai Ziegler, the uh, point guard for Tennessee, is out for the year. He has got a, uh, I believe his is a torn ACL as well. And uh, Tennessee, I mean, Rick Barnes, God love him. You you got to fade his teams in March. You, you, you have to fade his teams in March. They're not going to advance. Um, I've got numbers on coaches in March Madness that I'll give around the time the bracket comes out. There's nobody that has more consistently underperformed his seed by as much as Rick Barnes over the years. Just no, just no way around it. But especially now, because I'm not sure. I mean, I think if they go up against a, a good defensive team, they're going to have a hard time scoring 50 without Ziegler at the point because he's such a such a dynamic playmaker. All right, before we get back to some of this realignment talk and some of the rumors that have come out uh, earlier, I mean, I, I guess it was late this morning and early this afternoon from CBS and The Athletic, I want to tell you about our friends at The Plumbing Experts. If you go to theplumbingexperts.com, you can see the vast array of services that they will supply you, and you'll see that not only are they going to be there in a catastrophe, but they're also going to be there on the front end of a catastrophe to make sure that it does not happen. That's the difference with the plumbing experts. They don't want to just come when you're in a bad mood. They want to come when you're in a good mood, when you don't know that maybe something could go wrong with your septic tank. Maybe you're you're only half aware that you need to have somebody look at that septic tank over time to make sure that things are going well. Regardless of where you are, regardless of what you think is going on in your septic tank, you need to get in a, uh, in a routine. You need to get on a regularly scheduled maintenance plan so that they can come out every three to five years, look at your system and make sure everything's working perfectly. You can set it and forget it. You won't have to worry about it anymore. That's what the plumbing experts provides. That's how they go above and beyond to serve you. Uh, go by, check them out, call them, go on the website, see all the information you need at theplumbingexperts.com. That's theplumbingexperts.com. So why does this matter for the ACC? Why does it matter? He, here's Here's my thought on expansion okay i said this earlier this week I, I i know some people get tired of this conversation but to me every time there's a new bit of information we almost have an obligation now to tie it back to the big picture here or especially for where the acc and sec are concerned the pac-12 losing teams to the big 12 there's not a direct correlation to what the sec and acc would do right because i don't think the sec or the big 10 really care all that much about the Big 12. In fact, it would be more of a reflection of how dire things are in the Pac-12 if schools would leave, and not for the SEC or the Big 10, but for the Big 12. Because the Big 12 didn't get a sweetheart deal. That is a second-tier league right now in terms of the, the amount that they're, that they're getting. But the Pac-12 may not even be able to get that type of media rights agreement when all is said and done. So Utah and Colorado and Arizona and Arizona State are plotting an exit strategy that would put them in a Big 12 that would then expand to uh, 16 teams, okay? I think it's, yeah, it ends up being 16 teams. Here's why it matters. 
you now start to get, if that happens in the Pac-12, if you have four defections, you have an eight-team league. You have Washington, Washington State, Oregon, Oregon State, Stanford, Cal, uh, who else? Oh, I'm sorry. What Did I say Utah, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, right? Yeah, Washington, Washington State, Oregon, Oregon State, Stanford, Cal, and who else am I missing? That's six. I'm going to have to look up the Pac-12. Well, no, they they wouldn't. That they, You'd have six schools because USC and UCLA would leave. Okay, so I wasn't crazy. I wasn't crazy trying to look at that list going, wait a minute, who am I missing here? You would end up with six schools in that league, okay? That means you effectively don't have a league. At that point, adding Boise State's not an option. Uh, trying to get BYU from the Big 12, not an option. Trying to add a school like Fresno State, not an option. Trying to add UNLV, not an option. There's no options here, okay? Gonzaga, not an option, right? There's just, there's just not. So what do you do? You fold. But before you fold, you've got some prized commodities that would be very interested in hearing offers from other leagues. Now, this doesn't mean that other leagues wouldn't offer, would, would just offer these properties, would just offer these schools. But if I'm Washington... If I'm Oregon, if I'm Stanford, if I'm Cal, Cal probably doesn't care, and Stanford probably doesn't have a chance either. Although Stanford, I think, culturally would fit in the Big Ten. I think the favorites to go to the Big Ten in that situation would be Washington and Oregon. And so the Big Ten then has four West Coast schools. Now, I've also, and more than one person has texted about this today on the Adams Groving text line, if you're the ACC, wouldn't you like to go get some Pacific Coast schools and just make it an all-coast conference or something like that. I guess maybe. I don't like that. I don't like the idea of flying all the way across country in the middle of the week to play softball or men's tennis or have a gymnastics meet or something. Like, I don't I, – that, that just that, – that's not, not a good use of resources, number one. Number two, it's horrible for the student part of student-athletes. Well, horrible. You, you save money on on having to change the logo, though, because you can just keep it ACC, All-Coast Conference. Well, that is that is also true. So, they, uh, you know what? I appreciate that you're thinking about that, about the branding and the marketing side of this, Mike. Somebody's got to think about the branding and marketing. Here's what I think is likely to happen. You will see a, an increased desperation from... I'm going to say particularly Washington and Oregon to get into the Big Ten. And if the Big Ten is willing to add Washington and Oregon, then the SEC will be looking to add. And as I said earlier this week, I don't think, I I think talking about markets is old thinking. I don't think people are considering markets anymore. The last time the Big Ten expanded, they wanted the New York, New Jersey market. They got Rutgers. They wanted the D.C. market. They got Maryland, et cetera, et cetera. They don't need any more markets. What they did is they they did go to L.A., but what else is in L.A.? L.A. is the hub of Fox Sports, which is their primary broadcast partner. I think that was part of the reason to go to L.A., not because they want the media. To me, the media market's silly. College football fans in Los Angeles are going to watch Ohio State play football regardless. They're going to watch Ohio State and Michigan regardless. Or they're not going to watch Ohio State and Michigan regardless because UCLA and USC don't have that much in common in terms of fan base, in terms of weather, in terms of anything else from any of those schools. I don't think because they pick up the Los Angeles market that it helps them in any discernible way. I do think it gives them access to their primary broadcast rights holder. 
So that's what I would say that was about. Again, you could you could argue with that. That's fine. I see the other side of it. I don't think markets matter all that much. Properties matter. Brands matter. Accumulating and acquiring different, um, you know, d- different properties. Let's say the Big Ten wants to go to 20. Now we'll go back to what David Hood reported earlier this week about the uh, about Clemson looking into potentially becoming a part of the AAU, the uh, Association of uh, Academic or the Association of, of uh, American Universities. Think about that. That makes you palatable for the Big Ten. So it becomes increasingly likely then if the Big Ten expands with Oregon and Washington who are increasingly likely to take maybe even lesser terms just so they can latch on to something that's not a dumpster fire and it puts a little pressure on the SEC. If it puts a little pressure on the SEC and a Big Ten could expand to 20 and Clemson is viable, then all of a sudden we're talking about Clemson as some a school potentially with some options here. Again, we're a little ways away from doing this. We're about four or five chess moves away from this happening. To me, that is a more likely scenario at this juncture than eight teams f- plotting a coup and forming their own league for a year and dissolving the grant of rights. Because then you're getting broadcast partners to the table who understand that the time is now to accumulate more uh, value adds to your broadcast rights. Just something to think about. Again, I know that there's a lot of uh, that there's a lot of mechanics to this. There's a lot of machinations to this. There's a lot of moving parts here, and it it may be that it feels like that's a little bit in a silo over there. I don't think any move that's happening that's happened that's rumored to happen. I don't think any of that is happening in a vacuum right now. Quick point of clarification. Okay. For the ACC to dissolve, we've heard a certain number of teams have to all agree to leave together. Is that seven or eight total? Uh, that's eight. Okay. Simple majority. Okay. So, and, I, and I've asked this question, too. Is it the 14-team league, or does that include Notre Dame? Ah. Because to me, if and I, I've got to get some clarity on this. To me, if the ACC could get seven teams and Notre Dame will make eight out of 15, Notre Dame, I'm sure, would love to do what it does in the ACC in the Big Ten. I'm sure they would. It's more money, more revenue. And they get some rivalries protected that they've lost in latching on with the uh, with the ACC. I think if you can get seven, that makes it more palatable if, if, you, if you can use Notre Dame as, as the eighth of that 15. Um, okay, before we go, uh, I've got to give you just some games to watch this weekend. There's a lot of great hoops. First of all, Clemson's going to beat Notre Dame. It's going to be closer. I, I, like, I don't know. The spread may come out at, I don't know, 10, 9.5, something like that. I, I, will, I will not be giving that out in any way, shape, or form because I don't trust that anybody's going to be able to blow out Notre, Notre Dame at the moment. Now, now if somebody does, if somebody does, it would be Clemson. I wouldn't have had Clemson blowing out NC State either. I wouldn't have had Clemson beating uh, Florida State by 40. Ken Palm has Clemson by 11 over Notre Dame right now, but no, like nobody's beaten Notre Dame by 11 in weeks. So I'd be a little bit leery of that, but I Notre Dame has proven that it can lose to everybody by like 3 to 6. Let's just get the W. So the W is the most important thing. Um, Notre Dame has historically been a kind of a weird matchup for Clemson. And a lot of these players have played well against Clemson in the past. 
So I think the Tigers have to play well, and we say it every single time to varying degrees, give the ball to P.J., Yes. Give it to P.J. with his back to the basket. Let's go. Make Lejeski, make those undersized bigs, those real, those stretch players, make them defend back to the basket, crash the glass, make them box you out, and you got to defend the three. They'll, they'll make uh, contested shots. You got to defend the three. Uh, lots of other games. That, uh, Alabama, Texas A&M, I'm excited about that. Alabama, to me, is still kind of a sleepwalk team. They're still obviously distracted. I don't know they came back from down a million against Auburn. I'm going to need them to prove to me that they can kick it back into gear. Honestly, I think they I think they lose at noon at Texas A&M. A&M's been very, very good at home. Um, let's see, Tennessee-Auburn at 2 o'clock. Injuries playing a factor there. Got to have Pitt and Miami on your – Pitt at Miami. Oh, on for sure. List, right? You got Wake-Syracuse. I'm going to watch it. Wake could score 100 on Syracuse. My gosh. Uh, Pitt-Miami at 6. Duke-North Carolina at 630. And, of course, uh, Notre Dame-Clemson at uh, 8 o'clock. Arizona-UCLA is a great game at, at 10. Uh, Kansas-Texas is a great game at 4 o'clock. So there's a lot of good uh, basketball. I'm doing baseball tomorrow. I'm excited to be in, in uh, Greenville for that. Uh, 7.30, first pitch, 7 o'clock pregame for baseball tonight. God bless Waltz up next. WCCPFM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the Roar.